Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 86 of the F1 show for coverage of the 2011 season. Yes, we are not much more than a month away. I'm Robin Warner. And I'm Jim Lau. And yes, this is our first episode of 2011. We are coming up on the season opener in Bahrain, but there's already been some news and everything since we've talked to you last. It's uh, been a while, actually. Yeah. We, you know, we, we apologize for that, but hey. So it goes. We got a lot so going on. And, uh, but, but hey, there's a, a couple of the cars have been introduced. Uh, many. About, about I, would, them, I, would be, I would be as bold to say many. Many. All but four. Yes. Um, so I think Ferrari was actually the first releasing their F one fifty. What? Which? Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they sell the truck as F one fifty in the rest of the world, but certainly in the U S. It's it's like the most the best selling vehicle of all time, like for the last thirty yeah, years or whatever. Yeah, twenty seven years running or something like that. Full size pickup truck. F-150, Ferrari, what were you thinking? You so, and Ford have beef, if you don't remember. Yeah. God. So Robin even had an F-150 up until I, it, a week ago. Yes, and now I really regret selling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been worth a whole lot more. So, yeah, we've seen a couple car introductions and uh, and actually the preseason testing going Valencia on. Yes. just finished. And we have a couple of surprises for you as well. Um, the first one is, is we have a record label to introduce to you guys. We do. We do. And this is F1 related, if you bear with us on this uh, just a little bit. I think what I'd like to do is start by playing a song from that label. What do you think about that? That sounds good. All right, excellent. So yeah, that was a whole nation. That's a, <laughs> seriously. That is a w o l nation with their song "Sale." Oh wait, wait, a wall or like a hole? What did I say? <laughs> a whole nation. A <laughs> wall. That A-wall. sounds way more. There you go. Way okay. more accurate. All right, got it. Oops. Anyway, that <laughs> that song and that band is being produced by Red Bull Records. Oh, there's a Red Bull Records now? There is a Red Bull Records. Red Bull now has a record label. They seem to be assuming that their core competence isn't drinks. It is now an image of youth or an image of excitement or an image of doing things. Yeah, their brand is now just selling being young and being adventurous, and that's that. The fact that they make a drink that you mix in alcohol... Is or, what funds the whole thing, but yeah. they've branched out tremendously. So it's like it's it's amazing. It's like some people even drink it without alcohol, actually. But you know, what's that? Some people even drink it without alcohol. But I guess. Oh, why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I prefer it without than with. Well, no, that's not true. If you do a really a drink, I really like. Here's a here's a F1 show tip for you guys. You do a little <laughs> vodka, some cranberry, and some Red Bull, and that's pretty choice. Hmm. Yes. Alrighty. Pink drink. Luckily, we uh, haven't had those before our recording tonight, so we should be. Coherent. I call it the pink taco. <laughs> it's not true, actually. I'm sure you do. <laughs> anyway, so Red Bull has a record label. They have now. a record label now. I think they. I, I think you know they. They basically made an excellent decision by being like, hey, everyone sells you know fizzy drinks and you know 
pop of various sorts, soda, if you will. Uh, we're going to sell something that's, you know, got more caffeine and it got more stuff in it, but we're just going to charge a lot and yep. never charge less than what we want to do. And they just, you know, you look at a store and there's all these other energy drinks, especially now, years later. Oh, yeah. There's there's dozens of brands of energy drinks, a lot of them cheaper, some of them not much. And Red Bull just still sells for like, you know, two or three bucks for like a small can yeah. or whatever. And they uh-huh. just, they just they've branched out like there's, yeah. there's 12 ounce and 16 ounce Red Bulls. You can get a 16 ounce Red Bull now, which looks massive and scary can you imagine how much caffeine is in that 60 ounce box <clears throat> but it's like four bucks yeah and uh you can get a vente caramel macchiato supremo with extra whip skim <laughs> for that i'm sad that you even know what that is i don't okay I good just said words uh <laughs> but uh so they you know they they made tons of money doing this realizing hey this stuff costs next to nothing to make i believe and the word you're it. looking for is billions yes and now they're like well how else can we make money so it's all marketing and everything else so yeah i mean that's i guess how long will it be till we see red bull airlines yeah. competing but that's with what Virgin it, and everybody that's exactly else. Yeah. it it is they are a marketing company now um the fact that they sell the drinks that's that is now one small wing of what they do and it's also just absolutely incredible world but, championship winning uh car constructors as well <laughs> Who would have thought, you know? For real. So, I mean, it's 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 remarkable how similar it is to Virgin and in many ways more successful because I think they've been a little bit more focused. You know, like there's the Red Bull Air Racing. The Red Bull um, sponsors a lot of MotoGP, uh, Motocross, NASCAR, all kinds of touring car. They have drivers on their roster like Kimi Raikkonen, Sebastian Vettel, and, um, and over in the States, they, they tend to go for the younger – more extreme guys, they sponsor rock climbers and BMX bikers. I mean, Travis Pastrana. Yeah. I mean, that's a real interesting case. But now they're just getting into the whole culture with music and stuff like that. Whereas Virgin, they just, he, you know, whatever. Well, it was, yeah, Virgin, like, music stores and stuff. And then, they were, like, Virgin Mobile, the cell phone company. Yep. Like, I guess Virgin Trains. And there's lots of, like, you know, Virgin use that needs space, cell phones. But, you know, yeah, Virgin Galactic. I mean, the whole thing. I feel like Richard Branson is invested in lots of things that have lots of cost associated with yeah. them. Like, uh-huh. it's not free to run a cell phone company or to run planes or to go to space or any of those kind of things. Right. Like, he's made money, certainly. But Red Bull is like, hey, we're just going to sell this, you know, this drink that we make. Or right. sponsor everyone from, yeah, from the, you know, Dakar Rally and stuff. All these guys are all at Red Bull. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Crazy, Absolutely. But. So it's pretty impressive. So Red Bull, if you have a few pennies left over in that uh, coffer of yours, you know, the F1 show, we're pretty extreme. We, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're not getting any. That sounded more like Mountain Dew, didn't we? We, we, we screwed it up. We can't, yeah. Oh, I would I would take a Mountain Dew sponsorship. I would also take a Mountain I would, Dew sponsorship. I would do that. All right, so we've seen some new cars. Um, we have. Some more radical than others. I mean, it's it's funny when you see, uh, you know, it's like, oh, so-and-so introduced a radical new car, and there's something, like, just slightly different about it, you know? You know, I, my opinion at a, at a high level was that the cars looked very similar to last year. Yeah. You know what was a radical car? Was that, like, BMW with, like, twin nose, like, weird walrus tusk-looking thing oh, from a couple yeah, that, years the ago? Oh, yeah, Williams, and, yeah, absolutely. Or, yeah, and uh, there's, you know, all kinds of, like, you know, radical-looking cars, or uh, you know, the Viking wings on uh, Kimi's uh, oh, McLaren yeah. from yep. years ago. Yep. You know, just mm-hmm. like a really different kind of thing. But um, and then I guess some of the first shark fins and stuff too. We're like, oh wow, that you know, the airbox connects with the rear wing, and and, and those so on. seem to be going away. Yes. So, well, there's a rule now that uh, you know they can't. Well, yeah, you can't have it extend. You right? can't have it touch the rear wing. Right. And Red Bull has actually gotten around that by having a wing that goes. It's like I think you know. 
a few millimeters off of the re- of the rear wing where that shark fin almost touches, but it doesn't touch, so the rules are there. And they say, <laughs> hey, the air doesn't know the difference as far as it, it achieves what they want to achieve by having a shark fin. Right, right. That, I think, has been an aesthetic win because the shark fins do make the cars look kind of weird. Uh, from the side, you get this just big kind of billboard, and uh, it is nice having you know the a slope to the back of the cars and so on. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. What, we, what have we seen so far? We've seen uh, McLaren's got these uh, pretty wild-shaped side pods, the air inlets, which are small at the side of the car, and then get way, way wider, you know, or very much taller towards the outside edge. So it's kind of an L-shape uh, air inlet for, uh-huh. the, for the radiators, which is a pretty different look, not something we've seen. And I'm assuming that's mostly probably because they want to be have air going around the rear wing in a specific way. Yes, so that's a, that, that helps airflow to the rear wing and still gets them the radiator surface that they need, uh, so it helps with that. Also, they've got a, uh, a secondary air input uh, or air intake, I think for, for engine cooling or something, but... Um, behind the uh, main air intake, so kind of along the top fin of the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got another kind of little inlet there. Uh, so, you know, that's it's just, just little little tweaks here and there. Um, uh, you know, but all the cars have movable rear wings now. They're going to have curves now. You so know, those things don't really look different. But uh, Here's a question for you. Why do you think McLaren debuted their car in Berlin? Yeah, I was thinking about that as, as the sort of British dream team and British champion drivers yeah. and all that. And then they, they introduced their car of all places in, in Germany. The streets of Berlin. And yeah. I don't know, because Vodafone isn't German, are they? Um, I don't know. They might be. It's possible. I thought they were. I thought that was an English company. Yeah, well, I read that they had some some kind of thing where, where it's like people from all over the streets came together with parts of the car and they assembled it. And that, that was like part of their whole introduction gimmick or whatever. Yeah, and you so, can't do that in London. Yeah, I, I don't know. Don't so, ask me. Um, but yeah, so going down the list, I mean, we've actually introduced every single car. Ferrari was the first one to come out with theirs, but Lotus also released their car. Renault released their car. Sauber, Mercedes, Red Bull, Toro Rosso, Williams, and McLaren. The only people we're yet to see the new car from is Virgin. Uh, Force India and uh, HRT. Yes, and Force India will be uh, unveiling theirs online, they just said. Which, you um, know, I, I don't know. Whatever. Well, uh, I mean, that's how most people would see it anyway. Yeah, and Lotus did that, too. They said, okay, they posted their press release, and it was at, uh, like, 5 a.m. Um, GMT, which was actually midnight here. So I saw it, like, the, the night before. You know, I was, like, I was, like, looking through stuff online, like, oh, cool, there's the Lotus car. Like, what a weird <laughs> time. Why introduce it at 5 in the morning? Yeah. Um, but uh, unless it was 5 in the morning here so that people in Europe would be awake. But, no, it was at midnight here. So, uh, yeah, the, the new Lotus looks really great, uh, and it's cool, too, yep. following following these guys on Twitter. You know, Yarno truly kind of tweeted, like, you know, at the guys, Tony Fernandez, and I'm like, hey, it looks really great. Hope it goes as fast as it looks and so on. And apparently it, it has done really well. They, they've been pleased with it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about that more in a second. It, it it has an interesting look to it. It has a – the one thing I know is it has the the 2010 Mercedes had that kind of like – Vigor, very angular fin that kind of ran down the back mm-hmm. of the engine cover. Lotus has adopted a similar look there. And the other thing that Lotus has done is they've got that rear wing attachment that's a little bit behind the end of the nose. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's uh, that's a cue from, I think, the Mercedes as well, too. Um, it'll be interesting to see how well it goes. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, it was pointed out to me, the new Ferrari, the nose of it looks a lot like the unraced Toyota 2010 car. Like really? if you look at the si- those pictures side by side, it's actually really consistent. And also, it was announced. Speaking of Toyota, quickly, um, that uh, Ferrari and I think Williams have both been using Toyota's uh, wind tunnel for testing. Uh, so in all of this, it's it's 
kind of funny how it's come to pass, but uh, I think Toyota has found a way to make money in F1, and that is not to race <laughs> F1, but they've, they've been selling no, they've been selling their, their services, they've got this wind tunnel, support, they've got yeah. all this logistics, and they, they've got this car that's been designed and built, and they can sell intellectual property to it and their knowledge and their facilities. Uh, so it's it's really kind of funny how that's come about, but uh, yeah, there may have been some information sharing there and some you know some money being spent and so on, but that's uh, it's kind of wild to see all that go. Yeah, I you know I have I have to say that the the cars are very beautiful. They're very swoopy and lovely. The one thing I'm still not over is if you look at a front view of that rear wing, oy. the tall skinny rear uh, wing. It's it's just still bothers me. Yeah, because uh, especially because the front wing is so big in proportion, it just looks it looks like two different cars. You put the wing the wing of one car on, you know, in the back and another on the front. It just it doesn't look right to me. But okay. I know I got to get over it. So the Lotus Renault, the black yes. and gold. Do you like the the paint scheme that the old like you know, referencing John Player special paint livery from uh, from the olden days? Are you are you a fan of that or not? I, I I do like it. I do think it looks cool. I I I'm a little bit you know it, it it's it's like yeah it harkens back to the day of blah blah blah. That's great and all, but I kind of I kind of wish that they just came up with their own cool stuff. On their own. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know who I think was kind of good for that was uh, was like Bar Honda. You know, they would have some pretty cool car designs. It just they weren't a reference to something else or whatever. It was just like it was right. just neat. Like they had some whatever, just designers. Or... Well, they had the Planet Earth, which we thought looked terrible until we saw it live. Well, it, before that, if you remember the like the kind of they had like a white and brown and red, like the Lucky Strike logo or whatever uh-huh. it was. The um, you know. British American tobacco and that whole thing. But I mean, if you remember during testing, they had a car that was like an exoskeleton kind of thing, and it was yeah, like never yeah, raced, yeah, yeah. and it was like Tony Davidson drove it and those guys. And, um, you know, there was uh, just a couple of different, like, really, you know, kind of crazy and sort of, I guess, you know, more fashiony cars. I think they had one that was like more of the Ray Ban sponsorship for Jensen Button, and it was all, you know, just, it was just, they, 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 I think, came up with some pretty cool and different ones. And I actually like the simple, Look, but the the use of color and stuff on the on those early cars with the, like the white, brown, and red, and black yeah. stripes yeah. and stuff. I, um, I agree. And I and speaking of the different Renault, I do still prefer the green and yellow of the Lotus Lotus. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna... yeah <laughs> the factory Lotus the uh, well, other Lotus, Lotus racing with I don't I, Renault Group Lotus obviously has Group Lotus the Renault then... Lotus not the Lotus Renault no Lotus, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That is to be determined. That one still, but I, I prefer that um, color scheme. The Malaysian to the black, Lotus, if to you the will, black, uh, black and gold. Yes, the T one twenty eight. I like that too. I think they did a good job of using the colors, but not just doing the same old here. Here, there's a stripe down the middle. Like they, uh-huh. you know, they used the colors and, and did a good job. So yep, that, that's cool. Absolutely. And actually, the uh, Williams had their interim paint scheme, which was like just blue with like very, very few sponsors on it. And they're like, oh, we don't have our whole proper car set up yet, but here's what we're racing, you know, what we're just testing with. And it's like a really, really good looking car because it's just dark blue and has hardly yeah. any crap uh, on it. I always think Williams makes beautiful cars and I like the Williams color scheme. Yeah. And I think they're probably going to crap it up by the time they actually start racing because of all the sponsors. And but they, I they hope they to, crap but... it up with sponsors because they're making money. And speaking of that, yes. um, Williams is going public and floating stock options Yes, and uh, trying to uh, earn some revenue that way. You know, I've I've felt that you know the the determination of Patrick Head and Frank Williams. I mean, you can you can definitely sense it even from you know an ocean away. They, you know, those guys are like pure to the sport, genuine, hardcore. You know, and you can't you can't not be impressed by those guys. Yeah. And I just feel bad for them that you know they were a powerhouse for a really long time. Had some really strong designs. I mean, they had Adrian Newey at the time, which certainly didn't hurt. Um, but, uh, you know, to 
to been like struggling as a mid-pack team for so long. It's it's tough. I'd really love to see them move up, and I really hope that Rubens Barrichello was able to give them some really good advice to do that and make some strides. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, and the other thing that might be a new uh, this year's double diffuser, you know, or uh, <laughs> or you know, all the, all the, uh, the sort of the controversy or whatever, um, could be these forward exhausts. Uh, the Renault yes. had uh, was the first to, to display this, and they've got yeah, basically you know, exhaust that exit at the, at the front end of the side pod, almost sort of like right under the the, the side uh, wing mirrors, and. Um, you know, th- this way they can have just more exhaust gases going over more of the underbody of the car and get basically more of a blown diffuser style effect, you know, more effect uh-huh. of, these, of the exhaust going over there. And already it's sort of been, uh, you know, Renault uh, exhibited their car with it, and then apparently, uh, you know, Mercedes is looking at it, Red Bull, McLaren, you know, other ones are evaluating a similar concept. So it could be the, you know, double diffuser or blown diffuser, you know, of early 2011. That seems, um, though, like you would have to really know what's going on with your undertray to make that fully effective yeah and i don't know if you can just redesign that in a in a gif you know what I mean? well, the, like, i'm sure that if they can that they're working on it so, so uh, uh i have to say ugly car of the year second year in a row sauber yeah <laughs> the c30 they still have those those alloys remind me of my 1979 camaro well, that got, i had when i was it's, 15 they're years slot old. car wheels it's electric slot car wheels that they have on that yeah car. yes 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 i, I just hope the burger well. king sponsorship comes back because i thought that was great too. and the and the and the the wing is really squared off and it's it's just back slung from the car it's just an odd looking thing to me yeah um yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it would be a cool-looking car. You know, it's, like, kind of white with, with red and black or dark gray. Like, it's sort of a cool—it seems like it's going to be good, but it's it's just not. Uh, now, what about a Mercedes? You're always a fan of them. I, I like the car, again. I like the look of it. Uh, it's sort of—it's a little bit, like, of a brighter silver. They've got a little bit more of that uh, aquamarine color, I guess you'd call it, of uh-huh, the, the Petronas uh-huh. sponsorship. Yeah, and, it works uh, well. I think it's I think it's cool-looking. Uh, they lost that sort of split uh, front airbox thing because the rules— uh, change that around to lose the arrow advantage of doing so and i was thought that was an ugly thing even if it was functional yeah so uh yeah i'm i'm a fan of that and and it tends to have those it has that strong arches in the nose that um at least it seems like it from this photo maybe that's just shadow i'll have to look at a couple different photos here and they've got uh pretty wild oh, no, they, yeah they don't oh yeah they do they have those kind of like ribs in the nose to try to lower the uh, front part of the car as much as they can but still have room for the suspension bits and have the minimum height requirement and all that kind of stuff, so that's interesting. Yeah, and then also, um, if you look at the front of the the, the main wing uh, on the on the Mercedes, it's pretty wild as far as the wing attachments and the structure there. I think yes. they've done some yeah, so some innovating in that area. Um, although we haven't talked about world champions Red Bull, um, and Vettel was fastest in the first test. I mean, it's uh, the lap he times. He was the first, first day of the first test. Yeah, so we don't, uh, the lap times really don't matter yet. I mean, everyone's trying all kinds of different stuff. And, but of course they do. But I they mean, do. that's all we've yeah. got so far, so they matter. I mean, you know, I, I am, I'm going to make no apologies about that. That's what we have to run on. Um, so, uh, well, let's talk to that, talk for that for a minute. Red Bull was fastest on the first day, but they were not fastest every day. Alonso was fastest in the Ferrari mm-hmm. on day two, and Robert Kubica was fastest of all on day three in the Renault. Lotus. Renault group. Lotus, Lotus Renault. Renault. The, the, the French third. one. No. The, so, the, uh, <laughs> who even knows? Oh, man, it's tricky. The, the Renault that Kubica drives. The Renault that Kubica drives. There you go. What about the one that Petrov drives? I don't know. It was know the same car. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Whatever. Whatever. Um, um, so that who knows? You yeah. know, I mean, 
And the Ferraris, yeah, looking good, or at least Alonso's is. Um, Massa has been one of the many drivers who's saying, all right, you know, the drivers have too much to do now with the rear wings, with Kurs, and with all the other usual, you know, shifting and brake bias balancing and radio and pressing drink buttons and all that, that there's just, there's too many <laughs> Where's things. Where's my latte? <laughs> yeah. Where's my tab? <laughs> so it's, Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about. I do. Um, but... Uh, you know, Massa, I think, was one of the first to come out and say, hey, man, there's too much going on here the, for, to expect us to drive safely and overtake people. And the point of these movable rear wings is to overtake. But if we're so busy pushing, pushing buttons on our steering wheels and, comf- you know, complicate, yeah, it's just complicated. It's hard. I can't even talk about it. It's, yeah, no, it's, I, it's upsetting I, me. I read a press release from Massa, and he says, all right, let me give you a scenario. You're driving down the road. You have to hit your sippy cup, and then you have to hit your uh, removable rear wing just as you hit the curves. And then a spring comes and hits you on the head. What are you going to do? <laughs> I, I think he makes an excellent point. Ooh, too soon. <laughs> no, but see, I, I actually I, I agree. I think it's a little bit um, ridiculous. Um, uh, you know, like we talked about in the last podcast, this movable rear wing, it's a neat idea in, in a lot of ways, but it's, it's ultimately a Band-Aid, and it isn't really the way you want to do things. Um, and especially considering the rule that you have to be with, you can't use it if you're ahead of somebody. You can only use it if you're, excuse me, within a second of the person ahead of you. And now they're talking about a distance, like, a, oh, if it's 600 meters or whatever. It, there's, it's yeah, it's screwball. And the thing we talked about last time about having to be automated, mm-hmm. that made so much more sense to me as opposed to driver control because that takes away the penalty potential and all these other things that are inherent in it. But, you know, I think the drivers will, for the most part, manage. But I agree with Massa. Yeah, and so I think a couple of the other drivers have come out and said, yeah, it's a lot to do, but it's okay. And I think that the, the feeling right now, after it's been a couple of days since their testing, is like, okay, it's new for everybody. Let's give it time, and we'll see how it works. But they are, uh, I think uh, FOM has said that they are open to talking about ways of making that easier for the drivers or something like that. Oh, interesting. Uh, another quick note, too, actually. Uh, so Lotus Renault GP, which is their official name of the Lotus that Robert Kubica drives, um, <laughs> They are now racing under an English flag. They're using sort of more of the Lotus heritage than the French Renault and saying they are a, an English constructor. Um, so Interesting. So there's that. I mean, they've, they've been based in England this whole time anyway. So the fact that it was Renault was just sort of a, you know, a French was sort of a carryover from being Renault brand. Um, uh-huh. But they, uh, you know, just like uh, Toyota was based in Germany, there was really, really, it wasn't much for the Japanese about the team. It was just a brand. Um, but also uh, Marusha Virgin Racing is now racing as a Russian team. So if they win, you will they're hear racing the, under the Russian flag. Yeah, you will hear no a Russian kidding. national anthem. Uh, so, so there's that. Um, and they've got you know, Timo Glock, the German, and Jerome D'Ambrosio, who I think is from, shoot, Belgium. That's right. Ah. So that team is kind of all over the place where it's, you know. Yeah, that's that's interesting. There's that Richard Branson branding we've been talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, oh, let's make it Russian. Really? Yeah, and sure? so it's sort of like when we had um, – you know, force India, but then they didn't have the Indian driver. Then it was, you know, Naren Kartikeyan and the HRT, uh, or, I mean, uh, Karen Chandok in the HRT. Uh, and then, you know, so it's like, now we've got a Russian driver, but he doesn't drive for the Russian team. No, he drives for the French, German, uh, well, Lotus team, yep. but it's mm-hmm. Renault power and it's, it's tricky. So, uh, anyway, and then the other Lotus is of course, Malaysian. They race under a Malaysian flag. So, uh, who, who, yeah. Um, Toro Rosso looks pretty plain to me. Nothing really stands out except for the Red Bull Cola side pod of the side of the rear wing, which is horrendously awful tasting, by the way. Well, yeah, I mean it tastes like cola. It doesn't. It's like it tastes you know, like cola. We're used to like bad Coke cola. or whatever, but it's like it's 
it's apparently more what actual cola tastes like, which is apparently not very good. Yeah, I guess I guess I, I, in in many ways I wish that what I had available to me was actual cola because I probably wouldn't drink <laughs> nearly as much of it, which would be good for my health. But yeah, what are you gonna do? So fair enough. Um, so I think since we last spoke, um, there's actually only one seat that hasn't been properly filled in. Yes. Um, I, th- I don't know if we talked about, yeah, we've got, you know, Rubens and Pastor Maldonado at, at Williams. Yep. Um, Adrian Sutil and Paul DeResta uh, were confirmed, as I think we were predicting at the, on the last show. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, the rest of them. But, uh, yeah, so at HRT, Narain Kartikeyan is uh, is in the is the primary driver there, but number 23 is as yet to be announced. Is Senna definitely out? Senna is a test driver now for uh, his um, Lotus, Renault, GP. Ah. Yes, as is Roman Grosjean, Farouz Fauzi, Hopin Tong, and Jan Charouz. Holy. They've got five test drivers. No kidding. Yeah. That's a bit of a shame, although I have to say, and of course we don't know the whole story, I mean, Senna didn't really impress strongly last year. Right. You know, know, Kobayashi impressed. Do you know what I mean? Petrov, well, he impressed in many different ways. Um he left an impression for sure. On um, many different Armco barriers. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, you know, that, that's a shame. So, yeah, Ferrari's been confirmed. Lotus is confirmed. Renault is confirmed. Sauber is confirmed. It's Kobayashi and... Sergio Perez, yeah. Perez. Uh, Mercedes, Red Bull, Toro Rosso is going to be Buemi and Aguaswari. Aguaswari, I think that's pretty much been confirmed now. Yes, that's right. Um, Williams, just like you said, Maldonado and Barrichello, McLaren... Um, so Virgin is Deresta and Virgin is Timo Glock and Jerome D'Ambrosio. Ah, I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, Paul, yeah. Paul Force Deresta India is Force Deresta. India. Yes, Force India is Deresta and, and oh, Sutil. Nico Hulkenberg is test driver at Force India now. So that is confirmed. That okay. is confirmed. Which which sounded like I I do think it is a bit of a shame, and we talked about this. I'm reiterating, or iterating. Uh, I think Hulkenberg probably deserved the race seat over Deresta, but. You know, well, whatever. as we've seen, especially in these teams, it's not that hard for management if Paul DeResta doesn't do well in the opening three races or something to, you know, put Hulkenberg in for a try. I mean, that's I think that he's at the team and it's a small team. I mean, you know, Ferrari, except obviously with what happened with Massa years ago, um, you know, they're not going to just one, you know, one day, oh, Massa's out of the car, put in Marginet or whatever. You know, they're, it's, um, <laughs> you know, they've got test drivers. They just do testing. But uh, I think for some of these smaller teams, you know, we have seen that move around a little bit and, and seen the race seat switch. So I think having a, a testing role there, it's certainly better than nothing. Um, and uh, yeah, there you go. So curiously, Red Bull Racing is not listed as having any test and reserve drivers. I think Coulthard, I, I know Coulthard is actually still on their payroll as some kind of a consultant, consultant, yeah. but not as a proper test driver. Um, also, I guess for our English listeners, um, Coulthard has uh, been moved up to being one of the proper presenters. Uh, Jonathan Lagarde uh, is Brundle, out. Right? Yeah, Martin Brundle is the main guy now, and I think Coulthard is going to move up to be like you know the... Brundle. So that'll be cool. Two drivers as their um, as their commentators, rather than I, you know, I'm not convinced that's going to work. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I haven't seen the BB. I didn't. I didn't have a lot of experience with uh, um, John, uh, like you did. I, I didn't see the BBC coverage much. Yeah. Um, so I don't have a huge sense for that. But apparently, it was pretty controversial. Yeah, I think it's probably better off that he's not part of the announced team anymore. So explain it to me. I mean, I'm, I'm, you're probably explaining it to me and me alone because everyone else that listens to us already knows. What was controversial about him? Um, I think it was like the Derek Daly situation with CBS with, with us, where it's just like 
like yes he was saying things that were correct but just kind of inane like it would just be uh, you know it would be like yelling at the screen like it was either something obvious or something that was like slightly wrong like oh he just cut him off and you're like no that was that was not cutting him off that was a perfectly legitimate you know like uh, okay, just kind of okay. not not really giving insight into what was going on but i see i just, see you know i i and you know, I only watched a few of the, the races, but that's certainly the, the impression that I got just from the races that uh, that I did watch of BBC coverage. Um, was It was just sort of like you just kind of wanted to throw something at him while he was commentating, uh, just for one reason or another, whether it was just something inane or, or not quite accurate or whatever. But he was not in his 70s going, Gew! No, no, it wasn't. Oh, look at the clag. David Hobbs style, no. I love, I mean, I love Hobbs. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, Matchett, Hobbs, and Varsha, I mean, they're, they're our boys. I mean, you know, they do what they can on a limited budget and stuff like that. But sometimes you're like, guys, come on. <laughs> yeah. So until we have some way of, of hacking iPlayer or something to uh, get BBC coverage live, because, I mean, we can we can download the races later. But, uh, you know, if we want to be able to watch it the same day, it's uh, we're pretty much stuck with the speed coverage. And, uh, you know, I think they do okay for, for what they've got. Like you say, limited budget and all that. And, right, and they're right. kind of our boys now. I mean, it's been the same team since for as long as I can remember, uh-huh, and uh-huh. Uh, for better or worse. And. I don't know who else. I mean, they could have, oh, here's Scott Speed in the commentary booth now or something. I mean, that would be probably pretty lame. So Since you mentioned that, it's totally off the cuff, but uh, I just read an article that uh, Red Bull is not happy with Scott Speed because he has not been performing well in NASCAR. Yeah. So the poor guy had so much promise is kind of just uh, withering a little bit, Yeah. Um, it, which is a shame because I, I do think he's a, he's a proper talent, but, you know, it just doesn't always work out. It doesn't. It's like it's like Bourdais, man. He was, you know, proper talent and just never quite, uh, never quite worked out. In, yes. In F one, yes. Formula Super League, whatever that is. Whatever that is. Yeah. All right. So what else do we have to uh, to talk about here? I mean, I guess we've got um, what is it? Just over a month now. Yeah, thirty three days till Bahrain practice. So yeah, the time is actually moving quite along. Uh, you know, Jim and I have been very, very busy with various activities. So uh, it, the time is actually going pretty quickly for us. But we are definitely. Excited for the beginning of the uh, beginning of the race. Absolutely, yeah. I'm looking at the uh, you know the the summer calendar with all the racing that's got going on. Uh, some dudes having a wedding that's going to cause us to miss a race. Oh. Um, you know, there's there's travel, there's all kinds of things. So we we're going to do our best to bring you the best uh, you know coverage and insight and analysis and everything that we do. Uh, but uh, to be fair, I happen to know that the person that's getting married that's causing you to miss a race had very little control over that. <laughs> As the man in this process rarely does. <laughs> Five eleven eleven. It sounds so good, but but but, and well, you know, it's all good though. I mean, you know, it's basically two weekends because the actual wedding's right in the middle of the week. It's two weekends, so I mean, I was pretty much hosed no matter what. But it's all good. So this year we'll have the Indian Grand Prix on the calendar for the first time, um, assuming it's all done and it looks like things are progressing. I think we've seen a little bit more of the construction shots and stuff than we did of the Korean circuit. So that's <laughs> probably going to happen. And, and obviously Korea happened, but it was as about as down to the wire as I think it could possibly have been. D- well, I mean, the, uh, the fact that a week before the event, they weren't sure if they were going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, and actually, we have seen some construction shots of the U.S. Uh, Grand Prix circuit too in, in Austin. So that's that's coming together. Uh, it's right now. It's still a lot of just earth movers, you know, kind of yep. making the track. But uh, it's it's still early days. But at least it's starting and it's happening. And it's not, you know, it hasn't there haven't been any major catastrophic problems that have stopped the U.S. Grand Prix from happening yet. So right. I feel good right. about that. Um, and then, yeah, so so obviously for 2011, it's going to be the same calendar we had before, but uh, with New Delhi um, and with Korea back on the back on the calendar as well. So it will be uh, as many races as there ever have been in a in a Grand Prix season, which is 20. And uh, and then after that, um, 
you know, could be 21 races in, in 2012 with the U.S. Grand Prix, uh, but there is controversy over Australia. The uh, the Melbourne really? organizers, Albert Park, are saying, oh, this whole thing is not, you know, we're not making any money on it. Um, it's Yeah, it's great to have a race in Australia, but... Um, you know, it's it's a business thing, and, and so they're saying, oh yeah, we got our contract up to I think 2014, but they're saying, you know, we're not gonna, we're probably not gonna renew that. And of course, Bernie Ecclestone has come back and said, oh well, if you're not gonna renew that, then screw you guys. You know, if you know, if you want to break your contract now, then you know, see ya. You know, we're done. So um, it's still on for this year. Uh, nothing has changed as far as um, you know the 2011 race, and I don't think it will at this point with all the logistics yeah. of getting to Australia and everything. Yeah. But we may see that race drop off, or maybe change venues to somewhere else in Australia because. Interesting. Um, so there's there's that, but I mean there's so many races in uh, in Asia now that I guess are relatively close to Australia. I mean there's nothing close to Australia, yeah, like New Zealand, I mean, but you know there's I know what you mean though. But yeah, yeah I mean Singapore uh, as in, close as you can be to Australia without actually being in Australia. Yeah, you know. By definition, if it's not in Australia, it's far away. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. Uh, so, you know, yeah, Singapore, China, Malaysia, uh, you know, there's Korea now. There's there's just uh, Japan. Uh, I say go back to South Africa. Boom. That would be great. You hear it here first. That would be cool. Go back to South Africa. That would be very cool. So, and then, yeah, and then we got the Russian Grand Prix coming later on and all that. So, yeah, anyway, it's, it's crazy. But uh, for this year, the only change will be uh, the Indian Grand Prix, unless something goes terribly wrong with that. Okay, but to the point of the show everyone has been waiting for... Okay, like we promised at the top of the show, we have a special feature today, and that feature is, well, how do I explain this? I guess I'll just explain how it happened. So okay. I'm on my way to the UP to do winter testing, like I do a lot this time of year, and so it's six hours in the car, and I'm about halfway up, and I'm listening to my iPod, and I'm playing this song, and I'm like, God, this song reminds me of Jensen Button. And then it just clicked. I'm like, oh, all right. What about the other drivers? What, what music defines a driver? Like in my, in my head, what music would I pick if I were to describe a driver and more specifically describe that driver's driving style? So I called Jim up. I said, hey, <laughs> um, I've got an idea. So this is what we're going to do. Uh, Jim and I each picked 10 segments of a song for the top 10 drivers. I don't know what Jim's are. He doesn't know what mine are. We're going to play them right now for the first time. I don't. And mine are much less about driving style. Uh, well. But just kind of the driver or what comes to mind or yeah. you know, something to do with the uh, what, what lines up. So, yeah. Mine, too. But driving style is a part of it. So, this is our opinions of the drivers in music. So, so where should we start? Well, I've decided that we got to do this uh, in inverse order, so we're going to start with 10th um, in the 2010 Drivers' Championship, which happens to be Rubens Barrichello. Okay. And then we're going to move our way on up. And uh, uh, I guess without further ado, let's get started. So the question is, I'm really excited for this. You're <laughs> very, very happy about this. The All question right. is, um, who starts first? And I think I have a solution to that, too. Okay. Paper, rock, scissors. All right. All right? All right. Oh, yes, I got paper. You that means I get me. to choose. Right. You go first. Oh, all right then. Because <laughs> I want to go last. Fair enough. Hence, you go first. All right, Rubens Barrichello. Rubens Barrichello, hit me. Started his driving career in 1993. Oh. <laughs> and what song epitomizes 1993 better than this? 
You remember when this song came out? This was huge. All oh right? my this God, was yeah. everywhere. This and is reminding like, me of my childhood. Because I, I was 13 when this song came out. How old were you? You were like 10. Yeah. Uh, okay. He's a great guy. He's been around. He's been in the sport forever. And I'm just like, you know, what What was 13 years ago? That was a lot. You know, 1993. That was a long time ago. What, what was the deal then? So anyway, that's <laughs> that's my Rubens. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, my song also came out in 1993. Nice. But it's pretty different. Okay. Shall we? Yes. <laughs> so here's my thinking, right? Steven Tyler's old. The band's been around forever. And this kind of epitomizes Ruben's Barrichello for me. I like it. I like it. Well played. Makes also, a lot more sense than mine. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right. So ninth in the 2010 Formula One World Drivers Championship. Mr. Michael Schumacher. Absolutely. This, I think, is my turn again. Yes, it is. I, I'm, I'm excited. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> What's more German and everything than Michael Schumacher and Kraftwerk with the song It's More Fun to Compute, which I think is also just appropriate. For our boy, <laughs> Plus his, his brain is like a computer. Exactly. Oh, that's He's brilliant. A machine. I love it. There we go. Okay, like you and I kind of expected, we were kind of thinking along similar lines here. Okay. But I went I went a little more blunt. All I right. went a little bit more obvious on this one. Tell me if you recognize it. Oh, this one. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is too easy. <laughs> yeah, I had to do it. I had to do it. It's not my it's not my fault. Whoever put this together and made this Ferrari CD is their fault. Yeah. I mean, how could you not say it's his personality when his name is literally in the song? It's in the song. Well, I guess you went literal on that one. And, and fair enough. <laughs> All right, so I have a confession to make. Okay. I had no idea what to use for Kubica. There's not, there's not like a tough. song that, I, that I, comes I, to I me. I fully admit to you, he's tough. That I'm like, oh, Robert Kubica. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. That's my boy. Um, and I actually forget what I picked now, although it's labeled as Kubica. Um, so uh, let's just go ahead and play that then. What in the world is? No, it's cool. It's just I don't know. I'm just like Robert Kubica probably jams to this. It's DJ Shadow. So what was your inspiration for this one? I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I, I have no idea, but I like the song. It's just got a nice little feel to it, and uh, it's it's so like, you think it's laid back, nice but it's got energy. Feel to you it. know, he's like not always at the forefront, but maybe he'll get there. I don't know. It, I, all right, I, all it, right. It was, it was a call in. All right, all right, all right. You know what? That's that's all there is. <laughs> all right, what do you got for Kubica? Dude, you don't even know. You don't even know. Okay, uh, yeah. I, I took a different approach with Kubica than you did. And that did. you actually thought about it. Okay, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> and I have to warn you, uh, this next music clip has, it, it's a little bit explicit. So, uh, young children, plug your ears for a good 10 or 15 seconds. All you had to say was earmuffs. Earmuffs. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm, every day I'm, every day I'm hustling. Who the fuck you think you're fucking with? I'm the fucking boss. Seven forty-five, white on white. That's fucking Ross. I cut him wide. I cut him Okay, long, that is Rick Ross with hustling. And, because and how is this like exactly Rick Ross, Kubica is always hustling. He's about business. He's hardcore. He gets his shit done. Boom. He's just hustling, and he's gonna be world champion by the time he's ninety at this rate. But he's gonna do it. 
<laughs> All right, there you have it, folks. Uh, and it's time for number seven. Oh my God, we were just blasting through these. All right, and that means it is my turn for the Nico Rosberg. Oh, seventh. Oh, and this, seventh this ne- one, it's a little bit obvious for me, but I still, I find it hilarious. Okay, all I, right, all I, right. I, I all find right. it purely hilarious. I'm not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me who this is. Oh, this would be Britney Spears. (laughs) For our boy Nico. Oh, Nico. I could totally see him with a pint of ice cream crying with his song playing in the background. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man. That's... I feel I feel better about that one. I know why you didn't want to buy that song now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't want that in my purchase We were history. talking ahead of time, and Jim didn't tell me. He's like, there's one song I, I just couldn't bring myself to buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So because I think Nico Rosberg's a pretty darn quick driver, mm-hmm. I went for a song that's a little bit more upbeat. Well, you tell me what you think. A little bit more upbeat. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, this song. Nice. I I just I don't know. I just see it's, him. It's very Euro techno. I see yes. him tearing it up at the club with that. I, yeah. I don't know if it would matter if anybody else is on the dance floor or not. I he would just would. be in there, probably still in his racing suit, slowly being unzipped as he's yeah, gyrates. I can I can imagine that. That's that's a good one. And you probably do. Oh. <laughs> I, what? Oh boy. All right. Oh, we're, um, we are just sixth. Sir. All right, so we're I, just I, rocketing. Through I feel these. good about my my Rosberg. I my my Felipe. I think is a bit random. All right, Mr. Felipe Massa, you ready? Yeah, it's my pick. What does he sound like? Join the chorus of the second best. Ha <laughs> ha! Well done. Well you know, done. He's poor guy. He's, he's a good guy, but I feel like. Just second best. Who is this? This now? is Fair Naked Ladies. Fair Naked Ladies. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> there's, there's my. That one actually had a little bit to do with with his career. And so yes. On. Yes. No, it was good. That so, was good. All right. So you went for the reality of Felipe Massa. Okay. I went for what I think is more like what's going on inside his head. Okay. Okay. So that's the introduction for my Felipe. That's bringing it back. <laughs> Michael Jackson, pop icon. In the 80s, yeah. he was known for attitude, okay. right? Yeah, and he's like, no, I'm not small. I- I'll take you on. You want to be starting something? I-, I got you right here. All right. Oh, okay. I-, I I did not impress Jim Lau, ladies and gentlemen. All right. No, it's, uh, yeah. All right. Nope. Fair enough. Didn't impress. I see how it is. It landed on deaf ears. I'm that sorry. One. I'm sure our fans loved it. Um, all right, who's Jensen Button number five? Uh, well, I'll just I'll just play it. Did you realize that you were Yes, I did. So well, Kanye West, you know. Hey, I dig it. I dig it. Now we played this song for Kimi Raikkonen for 2007. Yes, and it's just I mean it's it's a cool song, and uh, I feel like it's just you know uh, Jensen was defending his championship this past year, and it's sort of you know he came out of nowhere the year before with Brock team, and it came together. I just I don't know had the right vibe. No, I, I feel it. I feel it. Now remember, this is this was the start of the whole thing. 
and uh, this was kind of the nexus of it. So I'll be interested so to this, see. So this, this better be a winner then. Oh, well, I, I don't know. You'll... Why don't we just play it? Okay. Really? Yeah. Huh. This was my thinking. Jensen Button is so smooth and elegant, and he's British and proper. He's kind of that gentleman, like, I just see him as, like, upper class, smooth and elegant. Quick, fast paced, but not... Not the crazy about it. Song you've ever heard in the world. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. No. It's, that that works that, for me. That was the beginning yeah. of the whole thing. Alrighty. That's cool. Oh, and I have to follow that up with some kind of weak sauce one for. Oh goodness. What do we got? <laughs> Who's We're next? Lewis. Oh, and... Hamilton. No, this is a good one. I'm, I'm I'm feeling this one. All right, Lewis. Also British. Also, you know, fast. Not necessarily smooth, but just chilled out and just most of all, very very cool. Okay. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Okay, Good yeah. song. I just dig this song. Yeah, Tell me I, what it is. It, it, well, this is uh, Teardrop by Massive Attack. Ah, uh, so Good yeah, song. I mean, yeah, British band. I mean, it is, I just, uh, I don't know, I just picture this. I think, you know, Lewis, it's, it's just, it's badass. It's English, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's my boy Hamilton. You know what's funny to me? You and I were on different wavelengths with this one. Alrighty. Well, let's, I'm, I want to hear what you've got then. So you remember one of the things I said about the music was that it kind of suggests, kind of shows their driving style. What's okay. their driving style like? Is this going to be living on the edge again? <laughs> the massive attack, I feel you in a lot of ways with Lewis. He's cool. You know, he's British. He's got that. But in terms of driving style, I think this is a little bit more appropriate. Okay. Yeah, I can see you getting out of this in the car. <laughs> kind of. I just, when I hear the song, I'm picturing cars crashing, things going crazy, everything's moving so fast, you don't really know what's going on, but somehow you're still in it, you know? Yeah, somehow somehow making it work. It's a little system of a down, yeah. little chop suey. I haven't heard this in a while. <laughs> cool, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. All right, so we've got Mark Webber. Um, you think we may have been similar here. I have no idea. Um, this is one that I did not actually have in my collection, but I added it to my collection just for... This event. Lay it on me. All right. <laughs> There's an old Australian stockman lying, lying. And he gets himself up onto one elbow and he turns to his mates who are gathered around and he says, Watch Was this me while the beast feed, Weber? mate. Watch me while the beast feed. <laughs> You know, and I don't mean that in a mean way at all. It's just who who doesn't like Mark Webber? He's just what a great guy and That's all I have to say about that. I see I was I was kind of I was kind of thinking for the milk commercial. I, yeah. Oh, Cadbury kid, that one. Yeah. Or however it goes. Yep. But I, I, I thought about that as well. That but was, no, that I, is that I, is choice. Once I found that, how that, you found that? That's, that's my Mark Webber. All right. And okay. <laughs> Good stuff. Timey kangaroo down. Timey kangaroo down. Sport. Timey kangaroo down. All right, you got to beat that now, dude. 
Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna. I have thrown down the gauntlet. <laughs> you really, you really, you really impressed with that one. But I think Mark's driving style, Mark's personality goes a little bit more something like this. Oh, it's got a didgeridoo. I have, just by coincidence, an album called The Secrets of Didgeridoo. <laughs> you played this for me before. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, this is, you know... What else is Mark Weber? He's Australian. He's he's fast. He's upbeat, and he's didgeridoo horrific. I'm digging it. This is a cool track too, man. I like it. Oh yeah. We could do a remix with this one and the last one, and oh uh, or not, or maybe maybe it's best <laughs> that we don't. Not. Okay. <laughs> All right, Fernando Alonso, two-time world champion, almost a third time. I think you peaked early. I don't know how you're going to beat that Mark Webber song. Well, all right. Well, that's... I, I do truly believe, well, we'll get to that in a minute, but I, you peaked early, sir. That was, that was <laughs> ridiculous. All right. Well, here's, here, here's my Fernando. It's got his name. In it. no, so it's, all right. So it's, okay. it's, it's, it's a, you know, a pop song, real popular, whatever. It sounds like Ace of Base. It's Lady Gaga, actually. Oh, well, there I wasn't even close. So See, that shows you know, that Latin old, spice old or whatever. Yeah. So I, 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 went, I went literal <laughs> with this one with Fernando, but you know, it, it, I think it fits. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So not as good as the Weber pick, but fair no, enough. No, it's, right. it, it's but nothing, not. But, but I, really I understand. Nothing is. All right. Okay. okay, so I had the perfect song for Fernando. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was. I couldn't find it though, hmm. and it was. Did you imagine it? How can you not find a song? It was in like it? a 1950s recording of the Broadway musical Red Riding Hood. Of course, that's the perfect song. And it was this guy singing. He was the wolf, and he was singing about how evil he was and how he wanted to eat people and stuff like that. And it screamed Fernando Alonso, especially <laughs> with the mustache and stuff. But I couldn't find it. Oh, I looked man. all over, and I could not find it to save my life. Um, That's too and bad. please don't ask me how I was listening to Broadway. That's a whole another story, another podcast, another something. Okay, fair enough. But in that frame of mind, this is what I came up with. Nice. <laughs> That's got some attitude to it. No, the reason the reason why I picked this as much as anything was I I googled uh, Ozzy Osbourne and all these pictures of him looking all ridiculous with black hair and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, that kind of looks like Fernando. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Oh, man. Okay, so this, this brings us to the number one spot. Sebastian Vettel. Mr. Sebastian Vettel, 2010 world champion and wonder kid. And uh, I'm I'm feeling this one as well. I think I think you're going to have no idea what it is, but uh, I think it works. <laughs> so let's hear it. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is Sebastian Vettel's favorite song when he's like a hooligan uh, out on the streets of, you know, Germany, wherever, with his beanie cap on or whatever these kids wear <laughs> and his shaggy hair this is this is what he this is what he listened to before he this gets is, his this hair is cut some, some proper kraut rock this is trio this is equally did rock and roll which is just <laughs> i love rock and roll in german i'm sure he does i'm sure you're right and i'm sure red bull would fully support uh this all right whatever i've got you beat dude all right i've got you beat it's fine this doesn't describe 
Sebastian Vettel's driving style or give a hint into his personality. Okay. This so, is so you didn't do a very good job. This oh, is Sebastian Vettel. Oh. This this is him. And Okay. <laughs> That's right, Justin Bieber. His song Baby. Is this one you had to buy or did you already own this? <laughs> First of all, look at this. He looks like him. Does that not look like Sebastian Vettel to you? No, that doesn't look like Justin. Oh, Sebastian. come on, it looks just like him. He's, he's kind of got he's the got hair, bangs. too. That's, oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> Freaking teen pop sensation Justin Bieber over hey, here. He's Canadian, world by champion. The way. I'm sure in Germany, that's right. He looks just like Vettel. I don't you know are, about that. You know he does. No, he does not. All right. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so here's the deal. So we didn't have any of the same. Uh, we didn't. We didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't do anything. any copies. I see. I I had a feeling that you were going to go for the Schumacher song. No, I, I, see, had, I, I had a I would, hunch. You I thought go that, for that would have been lame, and I would have been really <laughs> stupid to have done something like that. Oh my god! You didn't see Justin Bieber coming. Though. I didn't see. I Bieber, bought no. that song. That I now own I'm, that song. I am glad that you did, and you can now <laughs> rock out to that like a German youth. So um, here's the deal: we picked Ted songs. Uh, enjoyed it tremendously but if you guys think we screwed up and you guys have a better song for one of the top 10 please let us know and also god there's about 15 other drivers from the 2010 season that we didn't even get to well 17 uh, that are well, 27 are that drivers listed as competing. okay because yeah. i knew there were at least a couple extra hrt guys mm-hmm. but you know there's a choice yarn or truly song out there you know, and some, some one of our fans knows what it is. Yes, there's the oh, I could I could almost come up with a Kobayashi song. Anyway, but yeah, <laughs> but <there's... laughs> we, so please uh, continue to um, continue to uh, help us with this one because we we need to hear we need to hear everything, and uh, you know, I'm telling you, this is this is it. This is the one right here. Check this out too. Ludacris is part of this song. You can't you can't lose. <laughs> I was 13, I have my first love. There was nobody that compared to my baby. Nobody came <laughs> the funny thing, too, about it is like the beginning of the song is talking about, I thought we were committed, I thought we were in love and stuff. I'm like, dude, you're 13. Like, how can you know nothing about nothing? Oh, man. You know, he's a drummer. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, that's terrific. But I think we've uh, I think we've got enough Justin Bieber. Don't be jealous of his drumming skills. Yeah. You wish you could do that. You're going to start liking that song. You're going to keep playing it. You're going to be grooving on that. It's kind of catchy. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. We need, to, we need to end this show. Um, thank you for for listening, as always. And your feedback and suggestions and song recommendations are always welcome. Go to f1show.com, and there's links there to Facebook and Twitter and everything else. You can comment right on the shows right there. Yes. Or you can send us email to feedback at f1show.com and tell us what song uh, I could have done much better with yeah. or, say, Robert Kubica. I don't know. We'll take any kind of communication you can get to us. Uh, and if you don't want to send us a song or a song suggestion, that is okay, too. If you actually want to talk about Formula One, that's actually all right. Yes. We still accept Formula One-related comments. That's true. <laughs> so we'll, we'll hear from us in around a month's time and so on. But uh, until then, I am Jim Lau. And I'm Robin Warner. Justin, take us out. You know you